Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. You look to your friends. There's only a couple guys in the whole world that make me love pro wrestling, and you're one of them. You know all the bad shit you've heard about us? It's all true. But another thing that's true is we love professional wrestling, and that's why we're here. I'm not sports entertainment anymore. Talk to them, kid. This is our new beginning, and it starts tonight. A new day is dawning for DX. Welcome to Xbox 12360, people. I'm your host, Sean Xbox Waltman. Today's a good day. Yes, it is. Yeah, man, it's a really good day. Uh, a little bit later, we're going to have an interview with Dr. Sean Stasiak. Amazing. Yeah, we actually already did it. <laughs> and it was great, actually. It was really fun, man. We had a great time with that and, uh, and everything. Um, but uh, before we get to that, talk about a couple of things. Uh, um, first, this morning, got up bright and early, baby Lula and I, and uh, we went over to Ron Funches and then on over to uh, the studio where where they tape Get Doug Get Doug with High. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, a little tongue twister for me there. Uh, and it was great, man. It, we had a great time, and I, I'm pretty sure, like, man, that's a pretty. That's a big deal. Yeah, and that, and he also does uh, Doug Loves Movies. Yeah, which is fantastic, and I mean, they're uh, they're pretty, they're pretty got, big deals. Yeah, he's man. got lots of irons in the fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and he's a great guy. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and he's a he's a re uh, a born again wrestling fan. Really? Yeah. Nice. Did you re- rejuvenate his wrestling love at yeah. Get High Watch Wrestling? Yeah, that's, that's what he awesome. Huh. Yeah, yeah. It born was, again it was wrestling fun. fan. Nice. Is that the right way? To put, I, it of course, it's the right, right way to put that. Yeah, yes. I like it. Yes, and uh, okay, and uh, so. Uh, people might notice that I'm. I might. Was I wearing this last week too? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. were. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because I still don't have my suitcase back. Oh no. From LAPD oh, from when I got gosh. arrested a couple weeks ago, and oh. so like you know, everyone knows that. Well, everyone that cares knows I didn't have my wrestling gear for the Cow Palace mm-hmm. show. Uh-huh. I still don't have it, and I still don't have a lot of my favorite clothes because oh, I, I always travel with my favorite stuff, and I leave the stuff I don't like. So I got a closet full of stuff I don't like to wear right now. Wow. Except for this shirt. Yeah. That yes. Did, that No Days Off Darren Young. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. homie Headquarters gave, clothing. Yes. Uh, anyways, I talked about this before, I and maybe a lot of people might have thought I was just saying that. Oh, yeah, whatever. Um, I'm going to have a hair follicle test. Uh, that goes back 90 days. Okay. Uh, as far as for, you know, drug use of that. Not that... Well, I I feel it's needed, and today we already recorded this, uh, and we're going to play it for you now. I, I took a polygraph test, 
concerning the, my arrest and, and everything. And uh, we're going to play it for you right now. And then we'll be right back. Here it goes. Hey everyone, um, I said I was going to take a polygraph concerning the events that, well, my arrest on April 29th, well, I was stopped on April 28th, but anyways, uh, this is Rachel, she's a polygraph examiner, can you tell everybody your first name, or your whole name? So Hi. I'm a little bit nervous right now. I understand, it's understandable. Um, my name is Rachel Levy, and um, I am going to be a polygraph examiner today. I... Um, just a little bit about my background. I come from law enforcement, and um, I currently now do executive protection for right. um, high-value targets, and I also do um, polygraph. And um, you can, I work with some the leader in the industry. His name is John Grogan, and it's certifiedpolygraph.com. Right. And for my business, it's stilettosecurity.com, and um, I can be reached there. Oh, awesome. email, um, if anybody's interested and would like to email me, it's Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, at stilettosecurity.com. Great. And I, I'm really grateful that you uh, took the time to come here today. Um, well, thank you. I, know it's probably, I don't know if you do house calls usually, but like I said, it's really important to me. Yes, I understand. Uh, I'm ready to rock and roll. Right. Okay, so let's get started. Um, okay. Once again, I'm just going to remind you that during the test, there is no moving allowed, okay? Yes, ma'am. So make sure that um, there's no head movements, no movements whatsoever, all right? And Shoot. we're going to go ahead and... just nodding. I understand. But we're going to start the test now, so please okay. make sure that you sit still, okay? Were you in possession of methamphetamines on April 28, 2017 at LAX? No. Have you ever sold illegal drugs? No. Have you ever lied to get out of serious trouble? Yes. Were the capsules you had in your bag at Los Angeles International Airport methamphetamines? No. Are you being completely truthful about the events of April 28, 2017? Yes. Before this year, have you ever lied to cover something up? Yes. Okay, Sean, that's the end of this chart. You can move now. Okay. How do you feel? Good. Okay, good. Um, um, you're being honest about this. You're, you're, you passed the test. Um, yeah. There's... I know this is tough for you, but, um... All right, you ready to start this again? All right. All right, we, I, we stopped just in case it didn't go right, but um, <laughs> do you want to tell everybody? Yeah, Sean, I, I just want to tell you and your listeners and your viewers and people that, that obviously care about the situation that your name has been completely cleared here. Um, you are being 100%. There is zero chance that you are being deceptive in, um, in this test and regarding the questions that I asked you. Thanks. So, you know, I'm really glad that you were able to clear your name. And just so, so that you and, uh, and other people out there know that if there are things that you've been accused of or it, it could be a work-related, it could be relationship, 
they can be things that are very important. If you want to clear your name, polygraph can be a great tool to use in order to do that. Well, I knew I was telling the truth, so I mean, I, I wasn't, I mean, I was nervous, but I knew I was telling the truth. Of course. And I'm so grateful. Yeah. And can you tell everyone, like, I mean, there's, this, there's no BS in here, like, you'd be in big trouble, right? Like, well, I, I already asked you that, it, right? It's not so much about trouble. The, the thing about polygraph is it's, it's relied on by the federal government. Uh, the military uses it. Yeah. You know, in, in most states, you can't become a police officer without passing a polygraph. So that's how they are relied upon. Their accuracy is about 98% when, when given yeah. by a, a competent you know, examiner. So they're a, very, they're a tool that's, that's widely respected and widely used. And so today, we were able to clear your name. And, and really, I'm glad that you were able to get some peace of mind. Thanks. You're very welcome. All right. We'll come back. We'll Something I don't know <laughs> after that. What's up, party people? Roxy Stryer here from the Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. We're your twice weekly broadcast of one man's midlife crisis and the mad millennials in Star Trek uniforms that follow him. And I'm one of those millennials, Lauren Legrasso here. We've had some amazing guests like Russell Simmons, Ileana Douglas, and Craig Gass. Coolio, right? Christian Blatt in the house to tell you to go to thetomorrowshow.com to check us out. We're live every Monday and Thursday from 10 to midnight Eastern. That's thetomorrowshow.com. Be there, be square, whatever that means. Welcome back. We have a very special guest. He wrestled for the WWE and the WCW in the late 1990s and early 2000s under the ring name Sean Stasiak and Meat. He held the WCW World Tag Team Championship and the WWF Hardcore Championship as well. He is the son of the former WWF legend and champion Stan Stasiak. He is currently a world-renowned chiropractor and motivational speaker. Please welcome Dr. Sean Stasiak. All right. Yeah. I say thank you, TK, for that awesome introduction. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you guys having me on. And hey, thanks for your patience, everyone. Uh, I'm like we we don't do a lot of do overs here, but sometimes things happen, and uh, for technical reason, we had we had to start over again about five minutes in, and there were some pretty we had some some really cool tales <laughs> that like stories we were we had already talked about, but. Uh, um, uh, if 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 we try to pretend like like this, the, you know, the real <laughs> well, beginning, it's it just doesn't work. So it's okay. I, I can go. I can go ahead and readers digest right back into it because I want to. I want to. I think I think the audience would uh, appreciate the, that story. We're talking about spirituality yes. and synchronicities, or what people call coincidences. And I was just sharing a, a story about my dad. Right. Um, you know uh, that one particular road trip that we were on that loop in Texas back in 2002 it was actually Father's Day weekend. And um, I was traveling with Rob Van Dam, and of course he's a he's a very spiritually uh, aware person, and, and so we were on this spiritual growth journey, and I've I've been on it ever since. And um, anyway, you know, the the the, the uh, meat of it, no pun intended. The meat of the story is, is that um, I had felt my father's spirit, you know, that whole weekend, and uh, it was uh, Father's Day that that weekend on Sunday. And we were at a house show, and I remember the night before, on a Saturday evening, I think it was, I was having a bite to eat with Rob. We were in this restaurant bar. I went to go use the washroom. As I was passing by the bar, I heard Lukenbach, Texas by Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson, which is a, a country song that was one of my dad's favorite songs. Whenever I hear it, I mean, it's just, it's so him. I mean, it just connects me and, and my dad. And um, so I made note of that, and then the next night, uh, we were in the, you know, at the arena, 
and um, I, I'm walking, you know, around the back, and I think one of the agents, Jack Lanz, I think it was, uh, I walk into the room, and he says, hey, man, I'm glad you came by, Sean, because we are just talking about your dad, just telling this really funny story, and I'm like, wow, great, I walk into uh, the locker room, and there's Bradshaw, Kurt Hennig, I think Scott Hall, uh, they were all singing Lukenbach, Texas. So it was just like, wow, it just it, it resonated with me. And I knew it's that intuition that you know. I mean, people can say, oh, you're just reaching or you're, sure. you're trying to connect the dots. But no, you know when you know. It's it's beyond your mind. It's beyond thinking. It's beyond the ego. It's a spiritual essence. And, and, man, you know when you know, and it's awesome. And that, that was basically one of the stories that I was sharing before we got um, – so rudely interrupted by our, our spiritual frequency that, yeah. that comes in the first place. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is I was telling you a story about Kurt Hennig, and and Kurt knew your dad, and Kurt's dad knew your dad. So and and you know Kurt had, t- had told me plenty of uh, road stories uh, about his time in Portland with your dad. Um, right. And and you know I was sharing a story with you about uh, the last uh, I was in I was in Minneapolis or Minnesota. And I was at this casino, Grand Casino Malax, and that was a favorite spot of uh, Kurt and his father. And right. this was a few years back. I don't know, about five years ago. And right. uh, so as we're going there, I, I, I remember uh, saying to my uncle and, and my kids, I'm like, how, how crazy would it be? This was a favorite spot of Kurt and his dad. How crazy would it be if I ran into the axe here, you know? Sure. And so we're walking through. And uh, walking through the casino, and the house band plays a song, Working Man Blues by Merle Haggard. And it was a song that Kurt and I, Kurt, Kurt, him and his dad, their favorite was Merle Haggard. Okay, right. so it was right. all Merle Haggard songs sure. driving down the road with, with Kurt. So I knew him, and I know them all. And <laughs> Kurt and I sang Working Man Blues on stage one of the last times we were together. And this song plays... Uh, as I'm walking through the casino, a guy comes up to me and says, X-Pac, how cool is this? He goes like, I just saw Larry the Axe and now you. And it's just no way, man. I'm sorry. I don't, this, yeah. I mean, there, it is a, there is a way. Obviously, it's possible. It's coinc- I just don't, I don't believe much in coincidence, Sean. And, and so I, I sat and talked to, to the Axe about Kurt for, I don't know, probably an hour that night. It was great, man. Yeah, it was man, and, and like you said, that's a great story, and, and you, it's like that goosebump, euphoric feeling, yeah. you know, when it happens. It's the, it's just that it's a natural, awesome high. That's that's the real highs in life when you can connect with that spiritual essence. And it's funny because if you, you, for me, I can't try. You know, if I try to force things or if I yeah. I try too hard, like I use an example, I call pennies from heaven. Okay, um, I see pennies wherever I, I I go now, and most people look at a penny on the ground and say. Well, yeah, you know, it's just a penny. Why would I bother? You know, whenever I see a penny, I'm like, I saw one uh, at Chipotle just a while ago. Man, I grab that thing and I hold it up and I just I show my my gratitude to the universe. I'm so grateful and thankful because how can how can divine or a universe bless you with more if you can, if you take a single penny for, for granted? The universe doesn't know the difference between a million dollars plus or a right. single penny. Hmm. It's it's an energy. It's it's uh, uh and that, that's just what I believe in. You know, and I so know, I know. Go ahead. I know a lot of pe- a lot of rich people that will not walk past a penny and not pick that sucker up, Sean. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's a spiritual thing for them or not, but they they get it too, you know. Well, I, I got to tell you, I mean, since I've been doing that, I, I'm I'm telling you, I've documented on Facebook Live. Uh, some people probably think I'm nuts or I'm making it up, but I swear to God, I'm not. And now I'm I'm finding more quarters and nickels and dimes, silver. I found a dollar bill a couple Sundays ago at the mall. I even found a $20 bill 
at one of my uh, friend's birthday parties. I, I know it Come just on. fell out of someone's pocket, but why did why did it why did I see that? Why I feel like I'm manifesting this, you know? Maybe. And so my whole point of the, the the moral of the pennies from heaven is is just um, not taking anything for granted and realizing that money is just an energy. It's a conversation that you have with with yourself about money, and that you can manifest. You know, again, how can you? Um, how can you be blessed with more or abundance if you if you take for granted the littlest things, you know? Yes. And so it starts with a penny. And yes. That's just a, you know a story I wanted to share. And, and you know, you, I think you were touching on it a second ago. It's like um, like uh, things that manifest, and and like I believe that we create our own reality, man. Like mm-hmm. like our like from the time I was ten, Sean, I tell this a lot. I knew I was going to be a wrestler, and I focused on that, and that was my vision and my dream, and and uh, therefore it happened, man. And I think we all can do that, Sean. All of us, man. I do too. Of course, it's a it's a never ending learning journey, is what I call it. I mean, you know, when I started discovering this this like, I guess how would you classify this? I guess the John would be um, modern day spirituality or yeah, spiritual look, enlightenment. I, I, you know, I guess. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not religious, you know. No. Sean, I grew up Catholic. Um, I, I guess I live here in Dallas, Texas, so it's kind of the Southern Bible Belt. Um, and I don't want. I'm not here to bash any religions or ideologies. Right. I mean, whatever your belief is, your belief. You know, as long as you're not flying, uh, you're blowing yourself up and killing people and flying uh, planes in the buildings. I, you know, that's that's a little far fetched. I'm messing for me, with little I mean, kids, as far as man. Most religions. Pardon? I was just going to say, you're messing with little kids and, and things like that yeah. in the name of religion. Yeah. Most religions, you know, I think there's a, a, a overall consensus principle, and that is just to love your neighbor, to be kind, to help others, to be grateful, be giving and loving, and that that's really, I think, the premise of most religions. Um, some of the rituals and things that these different religions do, I just scratch my head, and it just seems like uh, it just seems so silly to me because as my spiritual awareness grows more and more my innate which they say you know god speaks to you in your heart god speaks to you in silence and i feel like i gain wisdom and insight from that i believe that we're all capable of tapping into the one source that we're all from sure this is just a temporary vehicle this body this vehicle you know this uh you know the materialistic world um and so Man, we're getting pretty deep here. That's like some of the deepest stuff you can you can get into. But yeah. uh, I'm fascinated with it, and and I'm as much as like you know, ten years ago when I was discovering and learning, I was like, wow, I I didn't know shit. You know, yeah. five years prior to that, and then every five years, it's like I look back and go, man, I didn't know shit. <laughs> I just sure. keep gaining more and more wisdom. So I just think you just continue in your life journey. Yeah. You as long as you're open to that and you seek that knowledge or insight, you just become more and more advanced and, and aware. So you know. Yeah, man, absolutely. And and Sean, uh, you know, I talked bef- before we. Uh, anyways, I won't go there. Uh, I we were talking. I, 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 okay, I just kind of got messed up because I was going to talk about us having to do take two here, but I don't need to keep talking about that. But I just did anyways. <laughs> no, I think they know I, we did a take I, two and a three and a four. Okay. We're here. We're on. All right. We were talking earlier, and I was telling you how great it is for me to see you uh, being so successful as a doctor, a chiropractic, and a motivational speaker, man. And um, uh, it, can you, when I met you, Sean, like, uh, what, it was like in the late 90s. Looking back on it, like, I remember us talking a lot, and you used to talk about your father a lot, and I didn't realize back then that uh, it wasn't, it was just a fresh passing. Still, uh, you had just just lost him not that long uh, prior to me meeting you. 
Yeah, yeah. I had, I think it had only been about maybe not even a, a year, maybe a year uh, yeah. that I had lost him. Uh, in fact, you know, the story goes, uh, I, I created a, see, when I was growing up, you know, we, you and I are, are probably relatively the same age. And, um, you know, we, we never got a chance, Sean, to really, I, I will say this, I, wanna, I don't want to get off topic, but I did want to get this point out real yeah. quick. Um, I, I, we didn't really get a chance to know each other super well, but I, I, I feel personally, and, and again, this might, I keep reverting this to the spiritual component of things, but I always felt like connected to you, man, in the sense that if we spent more time around each other, that there was something, I don't know what it was, the times that were very limited that we, we were around each other, I felt that it was, there was a connection there. But, you know, timing's everything, you went your way, I went mine, and, you know, the business is crazy in the sense, you know, politically, sure. how they bounce around different companies, and, and you know how it goes, right? So Absolutely. Um, yeah, but yeah. the thing, but the thing I remember, Sean, is that our conversations—they had substance. They weren't just like you know, uh, you know, small talk conversations or talking about you know. They were things talking about things besides wrestling. They were like kind of—I remember just real, yes. real life things. And you yeah. talk about your dad a lot, and and um, you you had a success compared to um, so many like and just like in football, basketball, so many people don't make it. I would say you had a pretty successful career in professional wrestling. Um, the thing is, Sean, can you tell me this? The, I'm sorry, like the real question was, how much more success, successful do you think it would have been? Like, uh, or no, let me rephrase that. How much do you think it affected you, your ability to not be more successful than passing your father? Okay, so it's interesting uh, you bring that up, and, and I'll get into that, um, but. Yeah, you and I have had substance, uh, you know, conversations when we did have them, and that's why I always felt like, man, you know, I'd like to get to know this guy more because I feel like when we connected, it was real substance and, and whatnot. But um, I just had lost my father. Um, I played this um, anti-bullying uh, character for kids uh, named Phobia, F-O-B-I-A, uh, TV.com is the website for that. But I actually sent that tape in. I was actually at my dad's funeral in Portland, Oregon, and I came across... Um, Matt Bourne, who played Doink the Clown, uh, as you know. I knew Matt very well. Yeah, he was at the, of course, his dad, Tony, tough Tony Bourne and my dad were friends and worked together years ago. But um, he said, man, you know, I know you just lost your dad and it's a tough time, but time is everything, especially in this business. He goes, you may, and I had never been formally trained in pro wrestling. I had uh, just graduated or getting ready to graduate from Boise State. He said, send that tape in. And um, it was like a VHS cassette tape, you know, old school, send it in, horrible resolution, but I just, I did the character every Halloween. It was a face paint. I was I was enamored by the face paint, you know, the Ultimate Warrior, Sting, the Road Warriors. I just like these larger-than-life characters that had these great bodies and face paint. with like color comic books come to life, just popped. And it, I, I just was enamored with that. And so I created my own character based off the influence of that. Um, of course, my dad, I looked up to, and guys like Andre the Giant and, and you know, Kurt Henning, for instance. Yeah. But um, it was really... Uh, at that time, uh, right after uh, my dad passed in '97, I sent that tape in. Bruce Pritchard was in the, um, you know, in the office at the time for talent relations. Said, "Hey, we like, you know, you got a good look. You're charis- charismatic. Come on in." I did it. I did a tryout, you know, at the uh, Stanford Warehouse back in the day. Yep. Uh, I met Yoko Zuna there, and uh, it was the first guy I hung out with was Yoko and, and Tom Pritchard, and um, you know, basically was trained from scratch, you know, with, at the WWE headquarters. And um, sent me to Memphis. I worked with uh, Jerry Lawler for about six months. Uh, and then all of a sudden, boom, now 
I've been called up to the main roster, the WWE, and 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 so I'm I'm giving you a little bit of background story to kind yep. of answer your specific question about success. So it came so fast, it came so damn fast, and and even though I had grown up around the business, the business had changed since my dad uh, was in it, right? Yes. And I also too, you know, I, I'm going to just admit this up front. I've been saying this, you know, back then I, I think because I didn't deal with my dad's uh, death correctly, I think I suppressed it. I think that I just put so much pressure on myself that when I got back there, I just didn't want to screw up. And I now all of a sudden I'm in the back locker room with all these freaking stars, superstars, you know, and that I had been watching for a couple of years and I looked up to and was inspired by. And I, I was, you know, I was kind of nervous, not wanting to let, you know, I had this name, my Stasiak, these big shoes to fulfill. And, um, you know, I had a lot of expectation on me. And I think in essence, as you know, Sean, I know you've heard this in TK yourself, you're a, a you know, you have a collegiate athletic uh, background, and you can attest to this. And me with my amateur wrestling background, you know, in real competition. But, in you know, in professional wrestling, yeah, it's, it's choreographed. But, man, it's still performance and nerves, and you're dealing with what you, you know, there's a lot of things going on. And um, I think I just, uh, when you go out there not to lose or you go in there saying, oh, man, I don't want to screw up, I don't want to screw up, I don't want to screw up. Well, guess what? You're going to screw up. And now that I've learned about law of attraction, I was—I created that for myself. I became neurotic. I became insecure. I'm, I'm you know, I—I I, I kind of label myself, man. And it's a shark eat shark world. And I'm amongst these guys where you know it, it's do or die. It's, it's you know, you know how it is. It's a, it's a rough. And I didn't have anyone overlooking me. And here I come in with this, you know, I'm, I'm you know, well built coming in and have this look and name and, and this and that and maybe. Maybe it created some, I mean, you know that business, Sean, it, it could be one of those things where, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve, so I'm asking people questions, and it was just an opportunity for them just to, to just, you know. Oh, for sure. For sure. Looking back on it, like some of the things you're talking about feeds right into certain uh, types I'm of sure. people in the locker room that, you know, and that's just, man, that was the culture, man. I've been... I've been the one that's been given shit and been messed with, and I've been I've been one of the guys that's done it too, man. Right. And um, it and it it's it shouldn't be that way any, anymore, man. I mean, we can't do anything and go back and change the past, but I just I, I, I truly believe it's a better if if that's just a thing of the past, you know. Well, do you think it goes back to what you were saying about energies? You were feeling this negative energy, and that was drawing negative energies of people in the locker room towards you and maybe I, I, yeah look looking back now uh i realized that i manifested and created a lot of that uh man i i'll tell you and i'm going to get into this a little bit sean but yeah i mean i had yeah i guess it's how you look at the cup half empty or half full for me sean for years for years i was haunted by my my wrestling experience because i feel i felt like a complete failure because in the context of pro wrestling with my dad's name our name, Stasiak, him being a, 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 one of the original WWE champions, or back in his day it was the WWF. Right. Um, uh, you know, I, I just didn't even scratch the surface as far as the potential and all the ingredients were there for an award-winning stew. You know what I mean? But sure. I just didn't have the chef or the cookbook to help. I didn't have a Pat Patterson or a Jim Ross. Or, and I'm not pointing fingers. Look, if there's any fingers to point, I'm going to point and run at myself. But I'm just saying that I didn't have... If I, of course, it's very cliche, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. If I knew 
what I know now back then. I mean, I think it would have been a different experience, but I've, I've also become accepting of the past. I accept exa- we're exactly where we're supposed to be in life. Sure. I don't want to sound like Tony Robbins, but you know what I mean? We really are. And so looking back, I, I for years, I, I felt like a complete failure. I was... Uh, I was disgusted at things. I wanted to. I wanted redemption. I wanted to make sure. a return. I wanted to show up differently. And I've been off and on. I've been knocking on the door over the last fifteen years, but it's never opened. You know, the thing, with the exception of like a small portion of of us in society, one of the most important things, and just my my opinion, I think it's true though, is uh, the feeling of belonging and fitting in. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, being part of community. Of, yeah, com- community. Like and. And I just think, man, when when you come in, I just think you were trying uh, too hard. I, I and Sean, that's interesting you say that, and I'll tell you why. Because when I when I lost my dad, look, I my mom, I lost both my mom and my dad, and I want to I want to say like a sap story, but no, I'm just telling funny. you, look, I've been blessed. I am so grateful and so blessed for so many things that I do have in my life. But I have been dealt uh, sometimes. I, I, I say a raunchy deck of cards. But you, you take the good with the bad, and, and for me, I'm learning. Hey, it is is what is you, you can't go back in the past all you can do is just live in the now and move forward learn from your mistakes yeah. and so you know b- bottom line is is that um i was down on myself for so long uh about my career because i felt like in the context of my name and where i came from and what was expected it just never matched there was a complete disconnect and i look back and realize the mistakes i made where i went wrong how i was perceived how i projected that uh all that stuff i mean it all became so came full circle sure. and a complete awareness of what, what happened but then i look back and i went you know man i did i did i did get a chance to experience a, a, an awesome experience i mean to be able to to say that i made it to that level i did work and rub shoulders with some of the the biggest names, you know, Rock and Stone Cold, and work with Kevin uh, down at WCW, sure. Kevin Nash, and I had my little. And I look back, and I and, and you know what's funny, Sean, is over the years I didn't realize because I always saw negative connotations to my name and and just always being associated with negative stuff. But over the years, it's like uh, maybe it's with this WWE Network, the fact that some of these young generations can go back and watch the library and learn about some of the other other uh, eras, right? Uh, I, I feel more love now, and I realize that I was more appreciated than I ever thought I was. I was respected more, and I always felt that I wasn't. And you can look at the cup half empty or half full, and I realize, hey, you know what? I made it there. I had my experience. I'm so grateful and blessed for that dynamic, unique life. And at least I was able to experience that. And maybe that was all in the cards for me. You know, maybe that's all that was meant to happen. Um, maybe you know, not. I thought I was going to be a multiple WWE champion. And, you know, Hall of Fame status and all this stuff that I had put in my head. But that was probably the pressure that I created in my head going in. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, probably. with hindsight being 2020, if you could go back, do you think you would have chose a different name and not taken the Stasiak name right away? Because I know they tried it with Meat, but it was kind of already established, like everyone knew you were a Stasiak yeah, situation. Yeah, Meat, Meat was that stupid, a- man. That was just, I use an analogy, it's kind of like uh, you're an actor and maybe you have a, a role. They have a character they want you to play. And at that point in my career, I didn't. I didn't have any. I didn't have any leverage or position. To say, oh no, I don't want to do that. No, I, I took what I could take, and I said, I'll just make the best of it that I know how. And I'm sure that'll fizzle out, and we'll we'll eventually get into something that's more fitting. And right now, I'm just trying to get my feet wet. So that's how I looked at that. Just get the experience. I'm here. I'm, I'm part of the WB family. And Sean, that's the other thing too. I don't really have family. Even to, I, I'm still yeah. single. I've never been married. No kids. You know. Uh, I love kids. I love to have a family, but it's one of those things where, you know, I know a lot of people who are married to they're very miserable. So, you know, again, <laughs> take the good with the bad. 
but but the, the point is is that I think Sean that I was looking to fulfill this void this huge empty hole in my heart my soul that I I, I looked at the WB the boys as maybe a family and didn't realize that the, at, at, at that you know that gave them an opportunity to and this guy is vulnerable he's weak uh, you know yeah. minded I don't know and they and they took it to me and that's basically what happened I believe yeah. and I didn't make some stupid mistakes and decisions uh, on some things that were never wrongful intent. Um, and I that know that. My I know that. Is that? Do you want to talk about any of that, Sean? I don't, I don't care, man. I mean, it, it, it follows me wherever I, just, I go, so I just embrace I, it now. And, and, I, and first of all, like I want to go backwards for for just a bit when you're talking about some of the things you read about yourself from the and and I can relate to reading things that you don't like about yourself. But the thing is, is it's our story, Sean, and we don't have to let other people write it. And it's not too late to 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 take you know control of your own story and write it yourself. And you yeah. understand what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. No, I mean, well, here's the, you know, and that's, you know, so I realized years later, like even up to this very day, you know, that um, I, I'm very accepting of, of everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything, and realize we're exactly where we're supposed to be. And, and our life really is, uh, Sean, it's like a movie or a book. It, it Wrestling, I don't, look. God forbid, I hope I'm here for at least another 30, 40 years because there's some things that I want to accomplish on this planet to make a difference in this world. Um, I want to leave a legacy that's, when, when, it might, when I pass, when, it's, when I, my time is up here in this physical form that I know it, I want to leave a legacy of who was Sean. And I don't want to be defined as, oh, he was the wrestler or he was even the chiropractor right. or he's this one of... I, I this new and I'll, I want to get into that before uh, you know we get off the air here. Right. I'm creating a new brand. I'm in essence I'm starting a brand new chapter in my life where I'm taking every chapter of my life: the wrestler, the fitness uh, guru guy, the chiropractor, all these things, and I'm I'm culminating into this next chapter. This next chapter really is going to be the sum total of what and who what my experience has been up to this point. So we're never we're the authors of our own book. We're the producer and director of our own movie and I love to use that analogy I love that analogy because I, I connect with that so much and, and a lot of people do when you when you think about it that way I was just a guy that happened to in one of the chapters in the book was professional wrestling that doesn't define who I am it doesn't define who you are you know yep. um, and and so that's just something that we did that we happened to have a talent for and we had a knack to do with the, the right personality and so forth and we had that experience and you you honed your craft and you became good at it and that's just something that you happen to do John by the way I mean I'm looking at you right now uh, and you look great you look fantastic oh, you're in great you. shape I, I you know I, I, I'm doing the best that I can do you, too as I age I, it's like age. just kept us together right oh, you yeah, look man. amazing yeah how old are you now Sean Oh man, I'm gonna be 47 in yeah. a couple months oh in July. God. I mean, I'll be 45 in July. What was your birthday? July 21st. Okay. You're in July, aren't you? I'm in, I'm July 13th. But yeah, uh, see, I told you that's why there's some connection here, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, so, hey, so Mark, check this out. You know that video that uh, where uh, you see Sean with his with his father and uh, and all that. That's oh man, I never saw that before last night and. Uh, it's so cool. That you, was you, the clip I sent, right? A mm -hmm. video, the, the comeback story idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah really man. Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. I mean, yeah. Can we show a little bit of that in the background as we're as we're talking about this? Sure. Um, I just give me a sec. Yeah, sure. Um, damn, I. You know what? That kind well, of threw me well, off here. First off, you both look amazing. 
Thanks. So, oh, that's what that's what threw me off the compliments. I'm still, I love TK, I still, by the way. She makes me feel so good. Thank you, TK. You're awesome. No, you guys, you guys putting in the work. You know, there's a lot of people who are your ages that you know don't just kind of let it all go. So definitely kudos to you for putting the work. Well, Both thank you. Guys. you. It, it is it is a lot of work at first. It doesn't feel like work anymore, though, man. It just feels like how I live my life. Yeah. I don't know about you, Sean. Lifestyle. Yeah, it's, part of, it's part of your life, and and I tell people all the time. I try to encourage people. Uh, in fact, this new brand that I'm building right now, the Dr. Sean brand, yeah, talk it's to all us about, about empowering others to live a more enchanting, vibrant, healthy life. And if you look at your, if you look at work, going to the gym or eating a certain way, that's, oh man, I got to eat that, or it's a task. Oh, I got to go to the gym. Well, then you're not in the right alignment. You have to, you got to want, you have to live. This is your life. This is your, this is your well-being. This is your sanctuary. This is the glue that keeps you together for this whole experience. Is the way that you have to embrace that. And and I see that you're doing that, Sean. And I want to make one other point. I'm sorry. I just feel like giving credit where credit's due, and I just felt it was important for me to connect with you. I was going to do it in private, but what the heck? We're on the air. Let me just do it now, right here. Um, so I know that you've been through a lot of wars, a lot of trials and tribulations. Okay? Sure. And I've been listening to a lot of your podcasts and interviews and stuff, and I feel like I've really gotten to know you uh, more so uh, in the last, I don't know, six months to a year. And uh, Sean, I just want to commend you and acknowledge you for the, the changes you've made, not just physically with your body, but just your mind and Thank your you. spirit. And, and, I, and, and there was a couple moments in your life, I, again, we didn't know each other super well, but I always, I always, I always care about you, man. And deep down, I, I've said prayers and I, I you know, I, I just love seeing uh, you come around and turn things around. And it's just, it's really inspiring. It inspires me, man. It really does. And so I just want to commend you. The show you've got going on, uh, the, the track that you're on now. Man, just keep keep doing what you're doing. And apart from what happened a couple of weeks, I don't. That's not uh, my business. But it, it sounds I'll, like a misunderstanding, complete, you know, chaos. But no, but I, hey, I, this, I'm proud of you, Sean. I'm very thank proud you, of you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. And that means a lot to me, man. And I feel amazing. I really do. And that the, my arrest, uh, I can promise you this. Uh, it it they can't mess with me, man. Not my brain, uh, or not my mind, I should say. And sure. and the. The polygraph already aired, as or, or no, it's no, not. it'll air. Okay, I shot a poly, uh, did a polygraph segment uh, out of, out of sequence, and it's going to play later on. And uh, I'll just I'll leave the uh, yeah people will get to know the real yeah, truth. They'll yeah. know the. I didn't want to I didn't want to spend too much no, time on that because right. I figured it wasn't my business. But no. I had heard and and uh, in fact I uh, even um, I you you had been gone for a couple of days and I was very concerned and, yeah. and of course I text uh, or. Yeah, no, no, got an email. Yeah, yeah, man, because so, I was sitting in jail. <laughs> I was checking on you, man. We I'm innocent, anyway. man. I didn't do it for once. <laughs> yeah, and, you know what's, and you know what's funny? is I, I mean, not funny, but, you know, I, I mean, not because I, I know you. We have we have this, uh, you know, connection to, from wrestling or whatever. But uh, I believe you, man. I mean, I, I, I know mm. deep down into, intuitive-wise that I, I believe. I think it's just because of. Maybe when we have a, a particular, um, Trap, we're defined right. by certain things in our lives of the past, which sure. is the past. I think that people can look at the the future or the present with the goggles of the past. They filter yep. through that, so they're already like labeled, right? Oh, yeah. And I think that's exactly what happened. That's now. why. I, that's this is why I don't hold it against anybody that doubts my story or or, or believes, you know, what sure. they read. I I totally get it. But uh, um, yeah, man, it's I'm not even 
of, of course it derails things a little bit. Like I, I can't even get into it right now how much sure. it does. But yeah, up here, man, I'm just as strong as I was before it happened. Good, uh, man. It's awesome. Well, keep that. Keep that's important. You know, that's the most important yeah, thing. Yeah. So and a lot uh, of it has to. I just want to commend you for what you're doing. Thank you. And a lot of it has to do with the things I put in my body. I don't put garbage in my body anymore, man. I just didn't realize that some of the stuff was garbage. Mm-hmm. You know. So in that, like all the sugars, you mean like, like your diet, like your diet? Yes, or like, everything. Exactly, man. Like, I, you know, I, I eat a lot. Most of my uh, my carbohydrates come from green vegetables, and I eat, I usually eat them raw. Jimbo will tell you I cooked oh, for Jimbo man. last week. He cooked me a steak last week. It was amazing. Yeah. It tasted so good, and it was very surreal to be like, "Wow, X Pac just made me dinner." I <laughs> cooked myself probably five or six either beef patties or steaks yesterday. Nice. Yeah, man. I eat like a I eat all day long man like six seven eight times a day sometimes and i can't keep fat on me can't keep yeah, it on you me. Like, been kind of a lean you're blessed yeah. with a leaner physique you know like if you don't work out you probably just get skinny which is a good genetics and metabolism to have as opposed to getting head you know i mean i'd rather sure. have that then you know the i man, have good both if i don't work out i get skinny and fat so but when we take <laughs> care of ourselves physically man our our my our mentally uh, you know they play they go hand in hand and they feed each other but anyways enough about me um why don't hey listen when i come to la though i'll know where to come to eat absolutely come over <laughs> to my sure. house for sure i'm serious i to come over sean it we touched on it a little bit ago and you know i asked you if you want to talk about this and i only want to talk about it uh to talk to talk about the things that I, I I'm bothered by about it and not your actions, um, and uh, I can. Well, before we get so what Sean is referencing to was uh, when you were released by WWE for recording locker yeah. conversations. I just I you know obviously you you owned all that man and I remember like I remember how you were uh, about that and like I just you know. It was obvious you were telling the truth and you were sincere, man. That it wasn't it wasn't for any like kind of purposes that it, people's like minds were wandering and thinking that oh like you know tabloids or well there's his, nothing like that, man. Well, I, his, I know it wasn't. I did. I just you know when somebody's telling the truth. Man. In Sean's determined documentary, which I watched, I really enjoyed. Uh, it talks oh, okay, it talks cool. about uh, you've been filming and recording things your entire life. It was mm-hmm. just something that you did. So yeah, to do yeah. it there was not uncommon for you but for other people who didn't know you it was suspicious of like what's this guy doing right. but i thought of it very like a exit through the gift shop banksy documentary where this guy always has a camera and he's just but, always recording yeah but the thing is is like at that time okay that was something very taboo man yeah and and so i, I don't blame people for being i don't blame the the, the boys for being mad none of that man Sure. And and I remember, like, do you want to talk about what happened to you? Can we talk sure, about that? Sure, no problem, man. I, you know, this for a while there used to used to irritate me that this topic would come up. So I was like, I thought I told my story. I thought people, but I realized that it's synonymous with my name. It'll always be part of it, and, and I've embraced it. So I have no problem with it, man, because it just gives me another opportunity just to something to talk about, yeah. something to, to to clear the air for anybody that's ever wondering. It's real simple, man. Yeah. Um, to this very day, I've always been fascinated with. Um, Tape recorders, uh, tape recorders, video cameras. I, I do it now with social media, especially. You're always uh, documenting things. I mean, that's all it is now. We live in this complete digital world. Um, so I had a tape recorder. In fact, it was uh, encouraged by 
you know, I think Dory Funk Jr., Tom Pritchard, when I was training, you know, you'd be on the road on long trips, so work on your craft, work on your characters, promos, interviews, things of that nature. Roddy so Piper why I used to do it. In the first place. Roddy Piper used to do it all the time. He yeah, would, he mean, would talk into his little recorder all the time. I mean, it's a great way. You got to just repetition, right? That's how you perfect your craft. And so that's why I had it on me. So, yeah, I was just in the car with, uh, on one loop with uh, it was Davy Boy Smith, God rest his soul, yeah. uh, and, and Steve Blackman. Steve Blackman. And um, I was traveling with them up in uh, Quebec. We're in Canada. I thought it was so Green we Bay, back. man. I thought it was Green Bay or something like that. I could have been wrong, though. Well, it, we went to Buffalo okay. right after across the border after, but basically we had a loop of I think it was Toronto, then Montreal, and so yeah, and so everything's in French in Quebec, and so Blackman and Davy Boy are arguing and, and bitching the whole time in the car because you know they're just we're tired, we've been on the road, you know how it is, and so I just thought it'd be funny to record, <laughs> record them without them knowing uh, to get authentic, organic stuff going on, right? And yeah. I was going to then play it back for them. A day or two later, say, "Hey, this is how you guys sounded uh, bitching and complaining all weekend, and play like this. It was just like a rib or a joke sure. that I was going to play on them only, right?" Well, I had I was in the Montreal airport, and I remember I took the uh, recorder out and I uh, put up to Steve like I was a reporter, you know, like TMZ, TK. I was like, <laughs> "Hey, this is uh, Sean Stasiak here at the Montreal airport. Steve, what do you think of the Montreal?" And I was just kind of messing around with the recorder, and I realized at that point when he looked at me, he goes, "He goes." Uh, he goes, he goes, I don't, he goes, put that away. He goes, I don't, you know, he goes, well, you weren't recording in the car or you weren't recording. He was asking me and I said, and right then and there I knew this is where I went wrong. I lied. I said, oh, yeah. okay. I, said I said, no, because, and, I, and in my mind I go, well, there's so much for that rib. I mean, I, I'm just going to, I've got no use for this now. Just record over. I mean, there's no intention for anything. I knew at that point they didn't know who I was. I just started in the business. I was like, if they would have known me, if you guys would have known me, was that's just Sean with the key. That's what he does. He's, there's no wrongful intent whatsoever. But where I went wrong was I lied about it. I said, okay, well, so much for that rib. Put it in my gym bag. And then the next night in Buffalo, I had my gym bag in the locker room. I was out in the ring going over my match. And then all of a sudden, one of the agents comes and says, hey, Sean, you gotta, you, you, there's, some, there's some stuff going down, man. You need to come back with me. You're, you're in trouble. I was like, what? I thought that was just they're ribbing me, right? And I walk back there, and there's the whole locker room staring at me, and there's my bag with all my stuff out, tapes, and wow. the recording. And, and man, it's like saying I've got a, a murder. I got the knife or the gun in my hand. There's a there's blood all over me, but I didn't commit the crime. You know right. what I mean? But to everybody else, it was like, and I understand that now because look, if I was, let's say that I made a return to WWE and I'm in the locker room at no one I've been around the business side I consider myself I guess somewhat of a veteran guy I haven't been I've been away for 15 years I've done the odd show here and there but my point is that that would piss me off if somebody if yeah. a young rook came in and or it concerned me I say well I don't trust this guy and was he recording you know I get that I see it was wrong bad timing wrong place wrong time but there was no wrongful intent whatsoever and Essentially, it, it got me fired, man. And it was probably, besides losing my mom and my dad, I have to say that it ranks right up there because I was looking to create, fulfill that void with family, with that family, and yeah, that got man. taken away. And that, that that's what, that died right there. Yeah, that's what was so sad to me, man, back then even. And, and I'll tell you a story like in a second. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I can't remember personally being that like mad about it when I found out, but... Like, I remember, like, the whole, like, we all kind of, as a, you know, like, locker room-wise, tend to kind of pile on and, and, you know, get each other going. And 
And and I just remember, man, um, uh, Steve and, and Davey, like, like, throwing you out of the car. That's 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 the thing that I remember, and I remember people passing you up and and like laughing and shit. And I remember laughing about it too, man. And I and I think about that, and um, I'm pretty ashamed of it now, you know. Oh, and I apologize for that. Sean, I appreciate you. Um, uh, I appreciate your kind sentiment. There was nothing freaking funny about it, man. Nothing about any of it, you know. Not okay, how you were treated. Not look, like not what you did. Nothing. It was well, sad. Well, it was it was raw. It was looking back. It was just a stupid, dumb move that I made. It was just a uh, you know, and that was the, the the wrong part of it. It just was. It just was. Yeah, that was the wrong part. But as far as the aftermath and what came after, it was a little excessive, you know. Very much um, so. And, but that's you know what the, those guys are from Calgary, man, and that that was hardcore uh, uh, way of doing yeah. things up there. Not not excusing any of it any of oh, it yeah. at all but like yeah. man heavy stuff happened up in calgary yeah no no and, it, and that's where uh baby boy come from yeah, that, that blackman uh, too background. blackman as well yeah. sure so yeah that that bothered me for many many years after more so because i'll tell you my my thought process back then and by the way so if this if this brings you any peace or um you know, closure for you. I accept. I, I completely forgive you for anything. For so don't you don't ever even don't even think about that. So that's done. Release that. That's just Thank nonsense. You. Don't even worry about that. Um, we may. You know, there's things I've done that I'm ashamed of that I look back. I can't believe that. You know, it doesn't reflect who I am or my character. Sure. So that's just part of uh, our experience and growing. And that, that's you know, no no problem there. But I'll tell you. Would you I say had, that was your darkest hour? Like, I mean, was that was that your well, darkest I, point? Oh, that you, oh, I, that you had to come out of the darkness from? Oh, my God, man. That was, yeah, that was brutal. Because that was my whole life, man. That yeah. was all I had. You know, I lost my family. I didn't have anybody, you know. It was like, I, this is my childhood dream. I, I, I couldn't even, it was like a, talk about a nightmare. I, 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 the first night I woke up, you know, I went to sleep. and woke, You know, something, you know you've, you've gone through trials and tribulations. You've gone through yeah, something. Man. And you wake up, you fall asleep. And you wake up and you go, and you think, oh, man, was that a dream? Is that real? And it's like that split second where you have, your mind has to decipher, is it real reality or is it just a horrible dream? And it's like, oh, please tell me it's a horrible dream. Too. Nope. And you're like, no, nope, no, nope, that happened. No, that's real. This is reality. It's like, oh, my God. That's what it was, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, getting kicked out of the car, that was something where at the time, I'll tell you right now, and I don't want to sound like Johnny Badass or nothing, but Dude, first you of all, whatever <laughs> You are, well, man. That's not a joke. Well, okay, but what I'm saying is, back, you know, look, back then, look, if I was in that situation today, I don't care if there was 10 guys in the car, I would have fought every one of them. I'm not going to let someone disrespect me of that. I mean, to kick me out of the side of the car, you know, on the side of the highway in Buffalo, and it, was, uh, it wasn't was warm either. It was like in the winter, like November That's right. or something. <laughs> That's uh, the thing, yeah. Yeah, but at the time, I was so shocked that that, that was even going on. And I felt so guilty and so ashamed that it's amazing how your mind, emotionally, I was like, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I, was, I oh, felt yeah. so bad, right? I just wanted to keep my job. I was more concerned about getting fired. I wanted to keep my dream job. And when they when they, they said, get out of the car, so I, I, I thought, we're, you know, we're going to fight. So I thought yeah. it was going to happen, that we're going to start swinging, you know. But, you know, they both took, took my bags, put them on the side of the road. And they both got in the car, and I just waited there, and you know, I thought these guys are just gonna—they're just—they're—they're they're messing with me to teach me a lesson, yeah. but they're going to—they're going to stop about 100 feet up, and then I was expecting that, but no, nope, the car just kept going. I said, "Holy crap!" They just left me here on the side of the highway, yeah. 
And, and you thought you deserved it, right? Because I think I, that's I the did, Catholic in you, man. Time. I think that's the Catholic in you, Sean. We, you know, good old Catholic. Yeah, I did, time, I did at the time, Sean. Um, but then uh, when I uh, actually saw, I think it was a fan and noticed me recognizing him in the highway. I said, "What yeah. are you doing on the highway?" I said, "Long story, man. Can I get a ride?" And they gave me a ride to the hotel. And the thoughts crossed my mind when the time I got to the hotel, I was I was now getting pissed off. I was thinking, you know, I have a decision to make here. I, I know where they're at. We're staying at the same hotel. Do I knock on the door and say, you know, shit's on now? Um, but I think I was traveling with Kurt Angle at the time, too, and he advised me. He said, Sean, he says, if I were you, you don't say a word. Don't put it, don't over. Put it over. You go to your room. I was take, and I looked up to Kurt, too, because, you know, this. I was an amateur wrestler. My, I have a background in amateur yeah. wrestling. And, and so I looked up to Kurt. And so even though, uh, you know, he was a, a, a rookie, you know, his first year in the business, um, I still... You know, I, I listened to what he said. He kind of was a filter for me. And so I said, okay, all right. So the next day, I showed up to the uh, to the arena. I went right up to, uh, you know, Steve and, and Davey Boy, and I, I shook their hand, and I said, I'm sorry. And I didn't say nothing about the being kicked out, but I, boy, did I boy did I want to, man. But um, I was just more worried that I was going to be, uh, you know, fired. And so I ended up becoming getting fired, and... Then I went to WCW for a year, had a great experience there, made more money, actually put tag team straps on us, had a great sure. travel the world, had a great time with Kevin, you know. Um, when I came back, um, I just think I think that they they, uh, they had me back come over to WBE again, but again, I don't think they really had anything for me. And so I was like the wild E. Coyote of the WBE running the milk trucks and walls and just doing goofy, silly stuff yeah. that I was hoping would pass. And, and finally... It's you know, worked, but it's not fulfilling, you know? It wasn't, man. It yeah. wasn't. And um, just real... I want to end real quick on this, that, the whole being kicked out of the car thing. So Davey Boy passed away, and um, I still show my respects, and um, I, I, I prayed to him, and, and, you know, I forgive it, you know, whatever, like, all that stuff. I just was, uh, you know, just felt bad about that even happened. Um, and with, with Steve, you know... I knew that he was still around, like up in uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And I think it was a couple years uh, back in 07. In fact, I think it was right after the um, the, uh, the unfortunate Passing Benoit. Mike. God, so many tragedies, these stories in wrestling. But right. I, uh, I I saw Steve on CNN or some news channel, whatever he was going and him and Mark Merrill were going at it. And I, uh, I, it just it had eaten at me for so long about that I felt like I, I swallowed maybe it was just an ego thing and it probably really was but it was more of a pride thing too it was like I just couldn't I just it, it just bothered me so I just like you know and I don't want to get into detail and, and it wasn't one of those things where I'm cool with it now Steve and I had made amends on the phone but I had a problem with him man and I was almost caught and he said well he, so I said Steve you know I said I've, I've always it's always bothered me I felt that I was mistreated um, you know I just I, there's a part of me that wants to uh, redeem myself, and um, he goes, "Well, what, what, what do you want to do? You want do you want to come up here and, and handle it, or what?" I said, "I don't know. I'm thinking about it." Or you want to come? You know, and it was one of those talks where it's like that's where I'm thinking, "Well, look, if we're gonna go at it, man, maybe we should just like promote this thing and, and make it into some kind of paper. You make some money from beat the crap out of well, each other." Here's the thing, man. If it, it, and you might have already probably done this from the sounds of it, or even better, how about we just talk it out man because you're already talking anyways you right. know civilly well, yeah well that's what it turned out to be because because uh, he's a good guy man he's a good guy Sean in spite of what he did 
Oh, you know what? This is the sad thing. Awesome I love guy. Steve Blackman. He, yes. was, he was one of the first guys that I connected with WWE. He's funny. He's got that dry humor. Unbelievable. But I yep. laugh more at his. I thought he was funnier than anybody. And that and that's why it was so heartbreaking for me because, you know, about – I just I, – and I think, honestly, I think that uh, Steve was also maybe enticed by some outside influence yeah. a little bit too. I don't – Sometimes people have to carry out things that they don't really want to, but because they're part of a group, they they're almost expected to. You know what I mean? It's it's like a fraternity, or it's almost like a prison in some ways. That, and, that business. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I mean, I've like I've been in, I've been part of that, Sean. Like I'm not I'm not proud of it. So, and I I'm pretty sure uh, that Steve's arm wasn't twisted too much, man. Like I said, he had a hell of a run in Calgary, and that 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 um, can make you uh, very you know sure. rough. Well, sure. Yeah. Anyway, the, the, to, to conclude all that, yeah. you know, basically we, we just end up talking and, and because I felt his sincerity on the phone, um, that gave me, and he, he had said, I, I, I'm sorry. He had apologized about just that whole thing. He just said, the whole thing sucked. I said, yeah, it did, man. And, and just, just to hear him feels good, doesn't on that level, I felt instant peace. And I said, okay. I said, brother, listen, God bless you. Uh, you know, take care, and I wish you all the best, and that's it. I'm Did, done with it. It doesn't bother me at all. Now. So that hole that's just eaten away all those years is is filled and me automatically, right? Just instantly with one yeah. conversation. Yeah, I know it's amazing because yeah. you're, you're thinking aggression, and you know, I'm not, I don't consider myself a violent person. I know that we all have that potential in us. I mean, there's some there's some wonderful people in the world that just that are in federal penitentiaries that yeah. snap for literally 15 seconds. Oh, and yeah. did something horrific, and they regret it right away. It's like, well, you you know that I have that side to me, and as I've got older, I remind myself more like my dad. My dad was a beautiful, loving man. Everyone loves Stan, yeah. but he had a mean streak, man. And I'm starting to see. I feel like as I've gotten older, I kind of I think my tolerance. It's like it's it, it gets a little lessened uh, as I get older. But then I I'm starting to you know my spiritual growth. It's like that's what keeps me balanced. You know, I think we all have that perpetuity yeah, too. Mm-hmm. So and. You knew your father, and how? Like when you look look at your look back at your father and remember him, uh, what what about your father? Do you think that uh, that you share? Like as far as like characteristics and you know, oh, uh, just being a big clown, making people laugh. Uh, I like to be the butt end of the joke. I like to put smiles on people's faces, yeah. make them laugh. You know, uh, telling stories and just uh, you know, I guess kind of being a comedian. I guess um, I don't know. But it was just my dad was just a big kid, a big loving man uh you know uh it just happened to have uh, a a mean streak <laughs> when he turned it on and of course you know back in his day he he wasn't like a, one of these physique guys bodybuilder types he was just a big brawly guy That's six right. five three hundred pounds and just like to brawl and drink beer you know that was my dad he would go into the we, we lived uh, in a suburb outside of toronto uh canada oakville ontario and uh we had this public uh, uh gym like a racquetball place you know that had weights and racquetball rooms and um, a swimming pool in the back that had a bar and my dad would just go in there and do like three sets of curls and say okay that concludes the workout and then he'd be out <laughs> drinking beer the rest of the day on the pool but everyone loves Stan because he, he would tell stories and you know and yeah. there he was in his purple wrestling tights with oil on him sitting out in the sun all day drinking beer I mean that was my dad <laughs> hey it seems like um, you got to spend a lot more time with your dad than a lot of sons of professional wrestlers uh, say that one more time, Sean. It, I'm sorry. It seems from listening to your like how like your fond memories and stories of your dad, it seems like you got to spend uh, a lot more time with your father than than a lot of other sons of 
of wrestlers that I know. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I would, I would, you know, miss seeing him. Um, you know, maybe six, eight weeks at a time. Like if you went away to uh, Puerto Rico or or maybe Japan or whatever. Mm-hmm. But remember, when I was growing up around my dad, uh, that was during the territory days. So. And, and you know, I think you kind of grew up around that, right? Yeah, man, I mean, Florida from Minnesota. Well, Florida yeah. championship or, wrestling from Florida. Okay, so like, if you and you know this, but just for the the audience or listeners, basically in those days there was territories like Don Owen had the Portland, Oregon, you know, the Portland territory, Pacific Northwest. Roy Shires had San Francisco. You had Paul Bosch had Houston, the Vaughn Air right here in Dallas, Texas, Sportatorium. You had Florida. You had Vern Gagne's group up in Minnesota. You had Vince Sr. in the New England, New York area. So there's all these territories. And so how I explained this, Sean, is like I almost felt like a carny, like a circus, yeah. uh, part of a circus because we would go to – and that's why I was yanking out of school districts my whole life. Never grew up in one area, and it was always the outsider in school. I was, you know, victim of being bullied too. So I was always a skinny, frail kid. And then, of course, my dad was always a heel. And right. back in the seventies and eighties, TK, you know, they didn't. It, the, the business wasn't exposed. They believed it was it was real, real, you yeah. know. And so here, my dad's a bad guy, right? And he's beating on the Von Erichs. And then I'm at school on on Monday, getting chased by people uh, at lunchtime, right? Oh, they want to beat me up. So. Um, yeah, but I so you know when you're in a territory like in Portland, for instance, you know he might be gone for a day, but be back the next day because it was like a, maybe a, a four. But they, they put a lot of miles, man. I was looking at some of those towns, Sean, four hundred miles there, three hundred, and coming wow. back. I mean, you're putting six, eight hundred miles on in one single show. Florida territory, everyone was home every night for the most part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So anyway, I got to see my dad. It was kind of a quick, you know, uh, see him in the morning or whatever. But then I'd go go to school or whatever and come back. And then, oh, where's dad? Oh, he left. He went. He's, he's you know on the road again. But I, it wasn't like it is today, where or even in our, you know, the attitude era. Um, well, you're still working now, so I guess you're still part of cool, this. Man. But you know, anyway, uh, yeah, you don't. You're on the road. What you know. 300 days a year, 250, 300 days a year. So I think it changed a little bit. It got a little more demanding that way. But with the territories, you were you were traveling, but you were able to come back home and sleep in your own bed a lot of times. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, and that's that's a that's a huge thing, man. That's a huge thing having being connected to your family. Like, and even if it's only seeing you in the morning, seeing your kids in the morning, or it's still seeing sure. your kids, man. And and you have that yeah. familiarity. Well, in your determined documentary, you talk about going to the Portland Arena, and that's yep. where. You would hang out with young Rocky Maivia. That's right. <laughs> as a kid, yeah. and and it yeah. wasn't until like you and him were older in the locker rooms in WWE that you reminisced about playing there as children. That you realized who each other were. What other yeah. wrestlers' children were you hanging out with and spending time with? And what stories do you have of young Rock? Man, you know what? I it's a, you, you just trying to think of that. I mean, that was interesting because. Uh, uh, in Portland, there was an area called the Crow's Nest. That's where oh, they yeah. conducted all the interviews, and the camera crew was there, and the commentating desk, and they had the cameras, at, you know, the face in the ring, of course, the hard camera. Um, and I remember it's funny because a lot of greats came through there. I got I, it was a p- privilege and an honor for me to be able to experience just the organicness of professional wrestling at that level, so up close and personal. I mean, I was, you know, I remember my dad. You know, I travel with him, and he said, "Hey, I want you to meet somebody." And I knew Andre the Giant was he would come to town once a year. You know, 
in a way, they, in the territory days, what they did, and Sean knows this full well, is that you didn't want to overwelcome your state because you want to keep things fresh. That was kind of cool about the territories that you'd run your course six months to a year, and then you'd move on, and people would rotate, and promoters worked with each other to keep it fresh, right? Yep. When the giant came through every year, everyone made money because it was such an attraction. You don't want a giant staying in a territory too long because then it gets spread thin. You, it's a special attraction every year. Here comes Andre the Giant. So there was, you know, there was moments where you know, I just hey, I want you to meet somebody, and, and he'd take me back in the locker room, and then I'd, I'd I'd look over like there's Roddy Piper lacing up his boots and putting on his kilt, and there's Playboy Buddy Rose, and there's Billy Jack Haynes. Well, Billy came a little bit after this, but you know, and then all of a sudden I look over, and there's the biggest human being that I've ever seen in my life that I can't even fat Big Show Paul White, so big big man giant right but there was something about Andre man that just had this mystique it was just I I know they had uh, some of the and I say this with all due respect they had the acromegaly a little bit features and stuff and poor and that guy, big fro, you know, man, that big afro that made him like a afro, foot, even a foot and, taller. You know, it, that made him look another two feet yeah. tall. You know what I mean? And so she he that. stood up and <laughs> he had that deep voice. It was like shaking hands with like a if a bear, a big grizzly bear came alive in a human form. That was Andre the Giant. You're just wall up your hand, you know. Um, yeah, I've got stories of Andre. I've got uh, memories of Andre the Giant drinking beer with my dad till 5 a.m. Yeah. in the morning as a little kid upstairs trying to sleep and hearing this commotion, this big laugh. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and here I come yeah. walking down this, and there's a live giant in my living room. That's Especially kind of as a child, like right? Yeah. Especially as a mm-hmm. child looking up at that. Amazing, right? Oh, my God. Oh, and, of course, you think your dad's the biggest. Like, yeah. my dad was not a small man by any means, but I remember uh, I was at like a, it was like one of the wrestlers or maybe it was one of their wives or family members that had a birthday party, so there's just... And Andre actually was still, uh, he was playing the, uh, he played with uh, the, the Bigfoot role in the $6 million man, yeah. uh, the Bionic Man. And um, he, uh, <laughs> I think he, he still had the dark makeup circles under his eyes because they, they had him in studio. And so he had like uh, a case of champagne and he was just drinking, just guzzling these champagne bottles. And I remember saying, you're not bigger than my dad. You're not big. And I'm sitting on his lap, pulling on his, his afro and saying, he's we're wrestling around and my dad's standing up, you know, in the living room. He's like, he goes, Sean. He goes, yeah, Andre's bigger than Daddy. I'm telling you, he's a he's, he's bigger guy, man. And I'm like, no, he's not. No, he's not. And and so I insisted that he stood up, and, uh, and like in comparison to my dad. And as he he's with the stand up, he was like bent at the knees, like just like here. He's already as tall as my dad, and he stands <laughs> straight up. And there, he just puts his hands around him and just looks down at my dad, like. Yeah, he, he's definitely bigger. He's definitely a giant. So um, those were just great memories that I had. Um, but, yeah, with Dwayne Johnson, what's funny about that is so Rocky Johnson came through the territory, Harley Race, Ric Flair, um, of course, Piper. was uh, He spent a lot of time in, in Portland. Jesse Ventura. Um, Jesse Ventura. Yep. Um, man. Um, Skandar Akbar. Well, Kurt I don't know about Skander Akbar. That was more of a Dallas thing for me. But oh. but Kurt came through there. I saw a young Kurt Hennig, a, a 19, 20-year-old Kurt Hennig. Um, yeah, was, a lot of great names came through there, man. And they were still like either, you know, they're, they're already they're already stars like the Flares and the Harley Races were already world champions and so forth. And they come in. And, of course, that's when, and Sean, you and I have talked about Billy Jack. Hayes. He was my idol, man. Yeah. And he was such a, he was so good to me, man. I was like 10 years old. Like, 
that that guy was really good to me. It's sad to see what like what's going on with him now with the dementia and everything, man. But what a good human being that had been through a ton as a child. And you know, there were so many things like like about you that that just made me think of like you reminded me of somebody from the north from the northwest, like because of Billy Jack, because you had that ruggedness about you like him, you know, and you kind of carried yourself like him a bit. So I kind right. of always like thought you reminded me of him a little bit, man. Okay, yeah, I know that you and I used to talk about that. In fact, you showed me a picture when you were a little—I uh, don't know—you were a teenager, yeah. a little kid, and you were trying to get an autograph from Billy, and he was signing something for you. He you carries a that. picture of me it. around to this day, like uh, from back then. Yeah, Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, with, with Dwayne, I just—it's just funny because so Rocky Johnson's. Um, and oh, Snooker was also someone who came came through too, and God rest his soul. But um, so here's this kid. Uh, it was Rocky's uh, son, right? And yeah. I didn't know him at the time. And we're sitting there, and of course, when the and the crows nest, we sat next to each other. So we're watching our. My dad was commentating. My dad was pretty much retired at that point, or he was wrestling once in a while, but he was at the, towards the end of his career, uh, and so he was doing a bunch of different things for that promotion. And uh, I remember uh, when the the uh, the matches would end, the show would end. All the little kids, all of us would climb into the ring like a playground and just mess around in the ring. And I remember <laughs> this kid, half Samoan, half, half black kid with a big afro. <laughs> he had an afro. He just, wham, headbutted me, right? Oh. And just big lump on my head. We were just playing around, right? And we just thought it was funny and laughed about it. My dad's like, hey, what's that on your head? What's that? He goes, oh, that was Rocky Johnson's son that headbutted me. Dad, you know, we were just <laughs> wrestling. And uh, little did I know, years later, uh, when I would uh, show up in the WWE and I actually traveled with, with Dwayne a couple of times, we went and had dinner, we're sitting there talking, we started reminiscing about Portland wrestling, and I said, wait a second, we started putting two to two together, I said, weren't you that kid? And we started, you know, comparing, <laughs> I said, oh my God, I said, that was you that headbutted me, and, and it was The Rock, it was Dwayne yeah. Johnson, and so it was just funny how that all came full circle, you know. We always tell the joke, though, who kicked whose ass, you know. I always say, well, I kicked his ass, you know, <laughs> when we were kids, and it would be the other way around for him, but uh, yeah, man, those are just... Hey, man, um, it's your story, like I was saying earlier, man. <laughs> tell it how you want. <laughs> yeah, well, just, just just precious memories, man, yeah. you know, that, that I, I hold on to, and... Um, yeah, man, I just feel very blessed that I had that experience. Sean, uh, I mean, I know, I know the well. Time's running short for us two here, mm -hmm. studio-wise. But uh, um, can you talk to me? Talk to us about uh, you know your your uh, rise up out of the darkness, how I like to put it, and uh, and you know what you what you got going on right now, uh, like right this second. Talk, well, actually, just talk about your brand. Tell me about your brand and, and like okay. all the great things you're doing. Okay, so, you know, Sean, uh, and I appreciate you making, you know, those uh, gestures about, you know, having success and coming out of the darkness, and I, and I have, but I still, ch I still have, you know, challenges and struggles to this very day. Yeah, um, I'm sure. I know you said you watched that video, I don't know if it was the, the comeback video, or was it, was it the stuff you saw from the DVD? No, that was I was on, the, you, you're talking about the YouTube That's one. right, yeah. You're talking about oh, the YouTube like, video, okay. It was about five yeah, minutes long. So, yeah. so, Sean, here's the thing. Um... When I got out of when I left uh, WBE in 2002 and pursued this chiropractic career, there's two aspiring careers I always wanted to do. I wanted to take after my dad and become a pro wrestler. So I had that experience. Um, didn't quite, you know, accomplish the things that I had set out that I thought would happen, but it is what it is. Then it was to become a chiropractor. Was because I lived in the chiropractic office. I was beat up all the time from from 
just being an athlete my whole life from high school, college wrestling, and then especially with pro wrestling. I mean, that was the most damage I ever did to my body. So I became this chiropractor. I've had a, a, a wonderful career in the sense that I've helped a lot of people along the way. I've changed the, the quality of so many lives. It's very fulfilling and liberating, and, and uh, it's awesome. But there's still been something missing for me, and I realized that it's just in my DNA, man. I, I, I'm an entertainer at heart. I'm a performer. And so, you know, I still to this very day, and I, and I say this with uh, all humbleness. It's not like I'm saying, well, I'm going to kick sand around, and I don't want to talk about today's product. I think that there's some phenomenal athletes and kids that are out there busting their ass, but I just feel like there's, there's uh, some elements of the art that's been lost, and I feel like, you know, there's only so many of us around. I mean, I, I look at you right now and I'm thinking, man, Sean, we need to we need to pitch some idea, man, and, and, and maybe make a return. I mean, you'd be the high-flying aerial tactic guy. I'll be the ground and pound and just submit your ass. <laughs> you, no high-flying aerial nothing for me, Sean. I can still do a really mean spin kick, though, Sean. <laughs> There you go. I think the only thing time that you and I worked together was a, a tag match on Raw. I have that clip. I remember it was just something real simple. It's like I was getting on you, shot you off the rope, like, duck off a punch, and then you did your spin kick. I, I bumped for you, and that was it. That's the only time you and I ever worked together. Oh, it's sweet. the NWO versus you, Tommy Dreamer, and Spike Dudley. That's right. Oh, yeah. wow. What a weird combination. Yeah. And it's yeah. like you, Big Show, and Booker T is the NWO. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have yeah. a clip. Yeah. I don't but, know if they want to play it. But anyway, shh. Oh yeah, so so Sean, uh, so I'm I'm decided to put this uh, this new brand that I'm just starting, you know, from scratch, and it's a culmination of everything. It's a little bit of that entertainer. It's a little bit of Tony Robbins because I love to connect with people. I love to be real and authentic, and and just know that I'm not bullshitting people. I'm really, you know, I just love to connect with hearts and minds, and and if there's anything that I say or I do that can help make a difference in a help people stand in their greatness, I want that to be my legacy, and so. Um, that's what it's about. If there's one word that describes what my real purpose on this planet is, that is to inspire, to inspire as many people as I can. Be it whether uh, I'm in an office, you know, seeing someone to help them with back pain or neck pain, whether I'm on a stage speaking or doing YouTube videos or even an interview like this, you know, whatever. Uh, just being an everyday guy in my community, just I, I just maybe it's because I have I've had so many voids and holes in my life. I think that it's like a perfect fit for me to feel that true fulfillment. That's what I that's that's what works for me the best. So I feel like in some ways I've been custom made for this. You know, uh, instead of looking at life like you know, life isn't what um, happens to you; it's what happens for you. That's you right. know, Tony Robbins. Tony says Robbins. That. We're big. And, uh, we're big Tony Robbins fans around here at AfterBuzz. Huge. <laughs> he's a big. He's a friend of Maria Menounos's. Love that guy, yeah, man. And, and, I, and you know what? I don't know if you seen that documentary. It's called. Um, I'm not your I, guru. Yeah, awesome, man. Oh, yeah, I've and, seen and it so many times. Just, yeah, man, I mean, I, I cry, goosebumps, the whole thing, and I was like, man, I, I just, I, I'm not saying I want to be the next Tony Robbins, but I'll tell you, if I could put together my own proprietary blend, be it a little combination of all these things, um, you know, so this brand that I'm building, it, it, the vision that I have with it is uh, it's entertaining you, it's putting a smile on your face, it's making you laugh. It's probably making you cry too, but at the end of it, you're going to have goosebumps and you're going to feel elevated and inspired to improve yourself in any facet of your life, be it a better father, better, better, better husband, a better community leader, if you have visions, goals, dreams, a passion, uh, as a, a business person, entrepreneur, whatever it is, just being a better human being. That's for me, I feel like is what I've been called upon to do. So. 
you know, staying in shape and, and, and keeping this fitness thing going, I also feel is, a, is um, I can't put that to, it'd be a waste for me to not share the knowledge and what has worked for me. And so I'm putting together this brand that's going to be informative, educational, motivational, inspiring, and all while entertaining at the same time. And that's basically what the brand is. So I'm doing all these social media handles. Uh, I can lay a few of those out here in a minute. Yeah, but, we need you to uh, do all that. I'm trying to get followers, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. Well, well, why don't you tell us, uh, like, as far as, you know, uh, like I said, social media handles, all that. Like, yeah, where, yeah. where can so, we find so, right, you on It's all real that? simple. What's that? No, I was just going to say, where can we find you? On your, and what's the name oh, of your yeah. brand? Yeah, so so I'm new at this, but so on Twitter, and TK knows, because I was talking earlier on the first time, remember, <laughs> first time we <laughs> chatted on the phone. But uh, so on Twitter, on Instagram, and on the Facebook fan page, it's real simple. It's at Dr. Sean 008. That's D R S H A W N. Zero zero eight. In fact, I see it right there on your little. Hey, that's cool. I'm glad whoever put that on there. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, and then of course, my YouTube channel is Doctor Sean 8 I've got a couple YouTube channels, but I'm focusing on one now. I may change that to just Doctor Sean Stasiak because I was just informed TK by a social media guru. Everybody's a guru, by the way. <laughs> uh, says take the 08 off, just have more recognizable name for YouTube. I don't know if that's true or not, I, but I'm going to take that yeah. 008 off. So yeah, one name for I everything agree. is the best bet. Yeah, so Doctor Sean, period. State or Doctor Sean Stasiak will be the uh, YouTube channel. I'm going to have to change that. But um, and then of course I got a new website that uh, I'm, I'm building. Actually, in the next couple of weeks, it's going to be called Doctor Sean Inspired. Dot com. But um, right now, if I just get some people, you know, following and watching videos, and I'm going to produce a lot of video content. Uh, some will be entertainment, just pure like reality TV type stuff, just just making you laugh. Others are going to be some real pertinent information when it comes to uh, diet, nutrition. Well, I hate using that word diet, but just you know, nutrition. And Sean, it's funny you talk about your change your whole diet around. I just got back from a seminar in, in Nashville. Over the weekend, and I was yeah. around some of the most extraordinary chiropractors, uh, some of the most successful but knowledgeable people. Um, I, I want to take my health to a whole different level, so I'm, I'm going to start going completely organic now. Yeah, that's what um, I do. Yeah, raw vegetables, the whole yeah. thing, man. Like, and I, you know what? I, I and plug out to Dave Asprey of Bulletproof, the Bulletproof Diet, and uh, Headstrong is his new book, and, and I would highly suggest it if you haven't. Uh, if you have haven't heard of it, uh, and he's a yeah. big like he was at the the last Tony. I've heard that, yeah. He yeah. spoke at the last Tony Robbins uh, uh, seminar that was here. What I can't remember what they call his seminar his thing, but anyways, uh, yeah, man, the bull and it's a paleo. It's pretty much paleo diet, but it's taken to a, a, another level, man. And it's yeah, great it's, for the brain right. too, man. Okay, hey, listen, uh, like after the show and everything, maybe through TK or whatever, if you can give. Uh, Sean, my number, maybe text me. I like to maybe chat with you yes. off air and maybe get some more of that information because, uh, and, I'll, and I'll also share with you what I learn as I research and, and, and refine myself over the next 90 days. And I'll share um, your information yeah. on my social media as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I just want to say this one last thing, man. Um, and, you know, some, some people listening, maybe people in the business say, oh, you know, you've been away too long, this or that. But here's the thing. Um, People ask me all the time, especially when I'm, you know, I, I try to stay in shape year-round, but sometimes we look our be- we look better certain times of the year than others, right? Mm-hmm. So it's around this time, you start refining a little bit, you make a summer's coming or whatever. When I do stuff with my uh, alter-ego character phobia, you know, I, I'm kind of revealed there, so I, I like to be a little more 
you know, just refine some things. So with that being said, you know, I get the question a lot. I was like, man, you know, about coming back and this and that, you know, and uh, redeeming myself and what whatnot. That video that you saw, I think that you're referring to the comeback story about there's ever been a father-son duo ever in the history of the WWE become champion, right? That's right. Um, That's still a piece of history that's never been made. I actually spoke to Vince a couple years ago about it, and he loved the video. He really appreciated the way it was put together. Um, You know, he he really liked it, but he just said that, you know, it wasn't like the direction they were going because of investment in younger guys and this and that, and I get all that. I by no means would ever want to go back to a full-time schedule. I mean, that's not something that I, you know, look. Hey, what, can I can I interrupt you real quick and ask you, uh, would you be willing to uh, take any independent bookings? Sure. I mean, for the, for the, the you know, legit ones and that yes. are, and, and yeah, I mean, I'm interested in that. But that's so hey, far man. in the loop, Sean. I, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing. Professional wrestling is very healthy right now, and it's not just WWE. There's a lot of, of excellent uh, promotions out there, man, and a lot of great independent talent. And uh, and it would be cool to see you mix it up with some of those guys, man. Honestly, can't, yeah. would, wouldn't you like to see that, Jimbo? That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, be, yeah, getting back into the well, business. I think I would love to see you back in WWE because I think you're the full package. You have a great look. You have the second generation story. You've proven that you could do comedy stuff, but it doesn't take away from your wrestling. So I just don't understand why they haven't made. Hey, I, here's a the position thing, man. For you. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say this. Yeah, sure. Put, put your, you put your get your able. name back out there. Get a buzz going about yourself. Have some. I, I would take some bookings. You're already in great shape. I would get in there and get in the ring with some guys, man. And 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 when. If 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 you if you're going out there and you're putting out a good showing, man, I guarantee you word gets back. That's how you do it. That's just my advice to anyone, not just you, Sean. Would you be happy even if you couldn't get another run, but just like a Royal Rumble spot? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm open to any the right business. You know, I mean, I'm not the same guy anymore. I mean, I'm a team player, and, and I, I want to contribute to. It. Look, I would just never will waste my time. Or the company's time doing stupid things that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like UFC. Uh, I'm a huge MMA fan. You know, I love MMA. But it's the same thing with some of these fights. Like they have to make sense. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I, I don't, I don't want to just throw me out there just because I want to be back uh, with the WWE or, or uh, you know what I mean, Sean? Like yeah. it's got to make sense. And for me, like it, to- as long as it's good taste. I, I mean, this storyline, honestly. If you want to get the most out of me, if you want to get the, the, the most authentic raw, like when you walk through that curtain, if you want to, people, you know, you know this. You, if you don't believe in what you're doing, then how is twenty thousand people going to believe? Right. How are millions of people on TV going to believe you either? Never. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, I say so, it all the time, if, man. If you want to get the most out of Sean Stasiak, second generation wrestler, world-class athlete to this very day, full of piss and vinegar that just wants to go back, redeem himself, and fulfill the promise he made to his dad to win the WWE title. That is my objective. That's the reason why I'm there. And if people get behind that, um, I, I think they would, Sean, because they built this right. They built it slow. You can't throw me out there doing, you know, bumping me up. you got to build it slow. It's like we're like a, an older, older model vehicle. It still runs great. We'll still have destination. We're still going to get where we need to go. We just got to take care of it a little bit. You know what I mean? Change just the take big bumps for the bigger shows and the big pay-per-views and things like that. I can only take so much more damage. Uh, let me say that for when, when it counts and matters. You I'm know? with you on that, man. Mania, big pay-per-view. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm with you 100% when it comes to that part. But, uh, hey, man, 
thank you so much for joining us, John. I, I, I mean, I really, really had an awesome time talking with you. I mean, it, you were fantastic, you, man. Yeah, really please come in studio when you're in yeah. California. Yes, and, and, and please, man, please get out there and, and try your hand at some of these in, independent uh, promotions. Man, there's some really good ones out there. And if like you have any questions about whether they're, they're good or not, give one of us a holler over here. You know? I, I will. In fact, uh, I'll uh, I'll talk to you more about that. You know later because I'd like to uh, pick your brain on a little bit. Yeah. Maybe you can uh, offer a little bit of uh, insight on that because again, I, I'm in shape and everything, um, and I get in the ring every once in a while locally with some of these students and just kind of get there and, and have fun. I, I don't really bump sure. a whole lot, but but um, yeah, man, I, I mean, uh, I would have I've been kind of far disconnected with it for a while, so I don't know what what's legit, what's not. But I would trust what you're saying and whatever guidance you might have on that um but but anyway man yeah um i i've really have enjoyed this i really appreciate you guys having me here i definitely uh when i come out to la to visit for sure we'll, we'll have to connect yeah man we'll um, eat some food together man do a follow-up or something we'll eat yes. some food together that's my drug so now much more food. stuff to talk about yeah sure so. All right, but man. There, there is a chance, Sean. There is a chance that if I do come out and you're cooking up a meal and stuff, I, I may have to document it for social media. You know, like uh, uh, one of these reality little episodes I'm doing. That would be really cool. That'd be fun to collaborate. You know. Of course, absolutely. Yeah. You're more than welcome to film me cooking you food, Sean. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, man. Thank you so much, Sean. Hey, God bless you guys, Sean. God bless thank you, you so too, much man. for having me on here. I really enjoyed thank it. You. Thank you, guys. Sean, you. Sean Stasiak, everyone. Yeah. Oh, Planet yeah. Stasiak. Yes. Yes. All right. So good. Well, we're going to take a break real quick, and uh, we'll be right back. Hey, guys. Maria Menounos here. We want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. We're back here on X-Pac 12360. That was our interview with Sean, Dr. Sean Stasiak. Dr. Such an amazing guy. Yeah, a lot of really cool uh, like things that we talked about that oh, yeah. just aren't you know your typical wrestling yeah. things. I mean, we could have talked about who you know favorite opponent and uh-huh. you know favorite match, all that. But man, I really enjoyed just oh. I really enjoyed just talking about like real life things, like in yeah. having it mixed with the wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I hope that I hope you all like listening and, and watching enjoy it too, yeah. man. I could talk to him just about spiritual stuff sure. for an yeah. hour yeah. alone. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of that just seems kind of crazy when when it's just touched on, you know, uh, briefly like like we were because it's a, that's a whole different kind of show. Right. Yeah. But man, it's there's really a lot to that, man. I really truly believe that, and a lot of people out there well, listening the have that, had things. Yeah, have people that believe things. it have those experiences. Yeah. Like as soon as I was listening to him and talk about the pennies, I know Fern, who's a host here, she wrote yeah. a book, uh, Better in the Morning, and her book is about how her grandparents guided her through life after they passed on and one of the things is like anytime she sees a penny on the ground that's her grandpa's way of being like hey I'm with you and you know for those that that don't believe in that kind of thing or you know or whatever I that it doesn't uh, teach you know it doesn't it doesn't offend me like even if you think I'm uh, not you're a psycho yeah doesn't offend me. I get it. I understand. You just haven't experienced these things yourself. It's, it's noticing them. Like they're there. They're, they're, you just have to pick them up. They're always there. Yeah. It's not even beyond the, the spiritual side of it. It's just taking those experiences that happened in life and applying it to something positive aside, other than harping on it and letting that eat you. And then there's nothing after that. That's right. So I mean, definitely like very motivational. Yeah. So thank you so much, uh, Sean. Again, uh, and. Uh, uh, before we go, I just talk about uh, well. 
Well, we got Get yeah. High Watch Wrestling coming up. Get High Watch Wrestling, May twenty sixth at Cine Family. That's right, and uh, and I want like I just want to thank uh, Doug Benson for having me on on the show earlier today, and it's called Get Doug with High. Is that going to air today? Yeah, it's already on on oh, iTunes. Awesome. It's, yeah, oh, man. you're a very popular guy. Yeah, Ron and I were there. Um, and Chris, uh, oh <laughs> man, I hope, I hope he's not listening. Uh, anyways, yeah, I had a great time on there. I had a great time. It was fun. Good stuff. Fun. Yeah, and Doug, you know, I, Doug, I don't think he'll be at this next one, but he's coming and he's going to do the one of the future. One of the next ones. I yeah. want to do it. Awesome. Yeah, well, you please come. Oh, I, hope you're I can. I'm going to be Yeah, the but we're going to change we're going to change the date after this to like a Thursday, okay. Wednesday or Thursday. So right. more people will be able to come. You know, cuz a lot of my friends are wrestling and yeah. are doing Out shows on yeah, Friday and Saturdays. So, to get booked that all right. Day. Well, Big money makers. So um, that's pretty much it. Man. Yeah. And and uh, uh, you guys have already seen or heard the uh, the polygraph segment that that uh, we aired or that we recorded before uh, we did the interview with Sean. And uh, you know, I I know I'm telling the truth, and I'm I hope I hope this you know uh, people that and I like I said I understand people not. By my story, but I hope this helps them a little bit more when it yeah. comes to that. You know, um, I know it's. I got kind of emotional at the end just because. I mean, I I knew. You know, I, I know I'm telling the truth, and and this is really. I, I've been kind of not selling it like wrestling terminology, mm-hmm. but man, this is this is a pretty heavy thing. I've, I've been accused of. You know, oh, of um, course, after yes. all your hard work to get out of the darkness. Yes. Yeah. Something yeah, trying man. to pull you back in yeah. that could easily just ruin all, and, everything you've worked so hard for. And uh, so I'm not lying, you know, and uh, I I hope somebody else was just mistaken and, and uh, they're not lying as well. That's all I can say about it. And um, this, I just hope I, I'm, I'm positive this is going to be it, I, I have a hard time believing that it's going to end up in the courtroom at all. Yes. At all. So, all right. That's enough for this week. Yeah. And thank you, TK. <laughs> thank you, Jim Bone. Thank you, Mark. Thank you all so much. Yeah. And uh, thank you, everybody listening and watching at home. See you next week right here on Xbox One Two Three Sixty. After Buzz TV. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Jimbo Frank and TK Trinidad, managing producer of AfterBuzz TV Wrestling Mark Donica, and the entire X-Pac 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube, follow X-Pac on Twitter at TheRealXPac, and email us at xpac12360show at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later!